Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life and Business, and as well as being a qualified coach, I'm also bringing you my insights into over 15 years of developing people. These days, you'll find me working with my clients and members every day to help them lead in their life and in business. And if this sounds like something you want to do too, stay tuned or contact me for private coaching or for more detail on my group membership, Thrive Together. You'll find everything you need in the show notes. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. So let's dive in. Hello, welcome to episode 47. Thank you so much for being here. Now, for those of you who follow me over on Instagram, this episode will absolutely not be a surprise. And if you don't, by the way, come and follow me. It's Thrive Life and Business. But the other day on my stories, I think at the weekend, I was explaining that I was processing some heavy shit and through my journaling practice, I was having to really breathe and really hold myself through feeling what I was feeling. And it got me to thinking about how I haven't brought a topic like that to the podcast before, but it also got me thinking about the link to self-worth. That's the topic this month. It's October 2021. And the topic of the month inside Thrive Together is self-worth. And so all of this has got me to thinking... I am absolutely going through a transition at the moment. I can feel it. And so with that, I've turned to my own coaches, my own mentors, my own healers for their support. But I've also ramped up my own practices. And already, I feel so much more like myself again. And that's really important because often we say, I just want to feel better than I do. But actually, at the core of it, we just want to feel more like ourselves. So that led me to think, what do I want for you in this episode today? And what I want for you by the end of this episode is to have deeply considered the way that you process how you feel and how you approach your emotions and the results of that. And ultimately, I want you to walk away from this episode feeling like there is an option for you to be more connected to yourself. So if I dive straight in, I totally understand that we can only hold space for ourselves to evolve if it feels safe to do so. And so that is our initial obligation to ourselves to make it safe And I'll be honest, I can see now I have felt very unsafe to change in the ways that I am changing. And perhaps I'll explore more of that in this episode today if I feel that it's going to add value. So with that, what I'm saying today is please don't think that I'm coming from an empty or a hypothetical or a theory-based place. I am in this with you, as in in the trenches And what I do want to make it clear is what this episode is not. This episode isn't here to give you quick tips and tricks and hacks to make you feel 10 times better in an hour. That's not what this is today. But instead, what I do want in this episode is I want it to act as a prompt for self-reflection. My intention is that you come away from this episode feeling more connected to yourself like things have been illuminated to you that you haven't given yourself the space to see before. And to set context to this episode, it massively ties into my business and the values of my business in terms of leadership. Leadership starts with the self. And I think it's got massively fucking lost over the years. People see leadership as this corporate language or wording. And that is so not it. Yes, leadership, of course, applies to business, but in life, only you can do it for you. And what I know to be true is I am the leader of myself first, as are you. And to me, leadership is that. 
Leadership is about putting power firmly back in your hands. It's about making you responsible for your outcomes in life and business. And leadership is about having that courage to expand and evolve. So when I talk about leadership, what I mean is the way you are leading in your life and business. How you honour yourself is absolutely at the forefront of that. So let's dive in. If you're driving right now, you might want to listen back to this episode when you've got a pen and paper at the ready. I'll also, for those of you who are signed up to my mailing list, I'll also be including some of these questions in the three minute thrive email that you get on a Thursday. So if you're not, I'll leave the link in the show notes. But I want to start off by asking you to reflect on some questions. Consider these, okay? When you feel strong emotions, doesn't matter what it's about, could be in life or in business or both, what do you do? When you feel strong emotions, what do you do? Do you numb out? And by numb out, I mean, do you distract yourself? Do you numb out by scrolling or drinking or eating? Do you project? And by this, I mean, do you take it out on the people closest to you? Or do you expect that it's their job to recognise how you feel and therefore they should try and make you feel better? Or do you try and distract yourself by burying your head in your work or in a project? Or all of the above? (laughs) I understand that this can be a heavy opening to the podcast and possibly quite confronting, but I really want you to maybe skip back 30 seconds and listen to those questions again and pause this episode. Get honest with yourself and allow yourself to be confronted These are the questions that I've had to ask myself lately too. So I understand where you're at if you can relate to these questions and if you feel quite seen with these questions. I am going to be talking a lot more about the way that we process things in this episode. But before I do, I want you to consider something. How come we love therapy and coaching and we book ourselves in for Reiki and massage and holistic treatments or we download the Headspace app and have someone there guiding us through a meditation? Why is that? And the answer is probably because someone skilled and trained is there for a set time at a set time to hold space for you. So if we break that down, they're skilled and trained. Okay, so if I was going to book myself into a coaching session, I know the person that I am booking myself into a coaching session with. They are skilled and trained. They can listen, really listen. And usually they can reflect back to me the bits that I can't or would prefer not to see. And then that next bit, they're there at a set time for a set time. Be honest with yourself here. If I said to you, okay, each day at one o'clock, you're going to sit and process your emotions And at times it's going to feel like shit, but one o'clock every day for 10 minutes, you're just going to sit with your hand on your heart and you're going to process your emotions. Would you turn up or would life and business get in the way? If you are anything like me, I can honestly hand on heart say, even if it wasn't every day, even if it was once every week, I wouldn't stick to that. And there's reasons that I'm going to explore with you in this episode as to why that, that is the case. So please, again, don't feel like I'm attacking you if you're going, oh my God, yeah, she's talking about me. And the last part of that sentence was at a set time to hold space for you. This is huge. How often do you push it away? How often do you do the whole next? I know that I did that and have been doing that for many, many years. How often when you see others experiencing or intentionally processing strong emotions, does it repulse you? 
or make you think, oh, they're just really dramatic or self-indulgent. They're just taking up so much valuable time when actually we've got things to be getting on with. How much do you hide your emotions? Not from others, but from yourself. And I know this is worthy of considering. I'm asking you to consider this because it's a consideration that I personally have been forced to make. And one of the things that came out for me when I was considering that, how much do you hide your emotions, not from others, but from yourself, is I realised that I can be quite prone to tangling my self-worth with my productivity and hiding my emotions in the busy. And this is really, really important because what hurts, this will play out if you push it down. And what I mean by this is, what in you is unhealed? What in you are you avoiding? What are you feeling triggered by? But you're allowing yourself to go in these emotional loops because you're not actually dealing with it. And the answers to all of that is what actually takes up your emotional and mental energy. And these questions are so important because there'll be triggers to show you what work you might have to do. And these are all questions, by the way, that over the last week I have been deeply, deeply considering. And to give you an insight into how I've been doing that, I have probably cut my workload, I wouldn't say in half, but maybe I've shaved a third off of my workload this week. Because one of the things that I've realised is in this moment that is my life, in this particular moment, my well-being is a priority. And that's not to say that in other moments in my life that my well-being won't be a priority, but because of the work that I do, and so many of you do too, a lot of you are in service to others. And so, like I said earlier on in the episode, there comes a point where you have to realise it's your obligation, it's your responsibility to understand these things about yourself Because the thing is, with all of this, we live in a world where we're told to fix the problem that's presenting itself, you know? So if you've got heartburn, you take an antacid or a Rennie, you don't address your diet. If you have a stress headache, take pain relief. Don't address relaxing your nervous system. You know, if you're gaining weight, try this fad diet. Don't address the reason that you're overeating that might be rooted in avoiding something or hormonal issues that are caused by an imbalance somewhere. Do you see? We live in a society where the normal thing to do is to mask the symptom of the problem, not address the actual problem. And one of the things that I've realised throughout my exploration this week has been, we haven't got time for that. So here, quick, quick, take this quick fix, crack on with your day. We've got shit to do. We've got places to go. We've got goals to meet. But none of that matters if you're not okay. So taking us back to those questions around why do we avoid what we might be avoiding. One of the things I have noticed this last week about myself is I've had to overcome and I'm still overcoming because change takes time. The fact that people might think I'm being dramatic for showing my emotions or people might think that it's very self-indulgent to feel and to be without producing anything to be without producing anything, without there being a goal or an end point. And I have recognised that I've almost felt like if I allowed myself to feel how I feel, it will just get in the way because there's shit to do. But that's just it. They aren't in the way. Your feelings aren't in the way. Your feelings are the way. 
for me, I also recognise, and I'm I'm stalling because I'm not very proud to admit this, but I've also recognised that I have felt like it's someone else's job to instigate doing this work in the first place on myself. So I know that for you guys who tune in every week, I know that you'll have heard in the last episode, in episode 46, I mentioned when my mum was alive, I would text her and be like, oh mum, I'm due on, I feel really tired. And then she'd text me back and say, oh love, get a bath, go get an early night, and then I would. And honestly, like talking to you guys each week, it's therapeutic for me. (laughs) I hope it's useful for you because noticing this for me has helped so much. It's helped me to realise that the times when I don't feel good about myself, the norm is for me to sit and scroll. The norm is for me to self-soothe by distraction but if I tap into that inner parent that I spoke about in episode 46 what she would tell me to do would take myself off and do a 10 minute guiding breathing exercise and that's exactly over the past week what I have been doing and I suppose my point here is really I wanted to open up this episode by giving you some suggestions of ways that you can look after yourself I wanted to give you some questions that you can reflect on And you can think about the ways that you've been avoiding your feelings and start to recognise that in the words of Mel Robbins, nobody is coming. She says, it's very, very simple to get what you want, but it's not easy. It's your job to make yourself do the crap you don't want to do so you can be everything you're supposed to be. And you're so damn busy waiting to feel like it and you're never going to, ever. No one is coming. No one. No one is coming to push you. No one's coming to tell you to turn the TV off. No one's coming to tell you to get out the door and exercise. Nobody's coming to tell you to apply for that job that you've always dreamt about. Nobody's coming to write the business plan for you. It's up to you. Followed Mel Robbins for a long time now. And this past week, I think on Reels on Instagram, that particular um, soundbite has gone a bit viral. But she's right. No one is coming. This is up to you. And you are shaping who you are becoming. That is so important. It doesn't matter if you're listening to this episode and you're in your early 20s or if you're listening to this episode and you're in your late 60s, you are continually shaping who you are and you are continually evolving. And not only that, because you are the leader in your life and in your business, not only are you leading your own way and evolving in your own way, but you are also in doing this work in yourself, you're healing the generations that came before you. So I know that I've explained to you in previous episodes that my mum and dad, seven day week, work, 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 take the overtime, even if you don't like your job, it doesn't matter, just work, work, work. And the safety and security was all in the money. And there's been a lot of dissociation that I've had to do to move myself away from those ways of thinking. But if I don't do that work, then guess what? I'm just going to keep that mentality going into my family that I generate, my son. And even if you don't have a family and you're just a leader in business, you are still influencing people. You are still taking messages out there in the ways that you are being, the things that you are doing, the decisions that you make. And so not only is this an obligation to you in your involvement, in your expansion, but it's also, like I've I've talked about in previous episodes, it's also about the legacy that you want to leave behind. Linking it all the way back to what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, which was your feelings aren't in the way. Your feelings are the way. I've been going back on a book that I read years ago called Ask and It Is Given, and it's by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Let me read a little snippet of this to you because I think that it's going to help 
that point really drive home. It says, the hidden value behind your emotional reactions. Your sense of sight is different from your sense of hearing and your sense of smell is different from your sense of touch. But even though they are different, they're all vibrational interpretations. In other words, when you approach a hot stove, your sense of sight does not necessarily tell you that the stove is hot. Your sense of hearing and your senses of taste or smell are not usually the way to recognise a hot stove either. But as you approach the stove with your body, the senses in your skin let you know that the stove is hot. You were born with sensitive, evolved, sophisticated translators of vibrations that help you to understand and define your experience. And in the same way that you utilize your five physical senses to interpret your physical life experience, you were born with other senses, your emotions, which are further vibrational interpreters that help you understand in the moment the experiences that you're living. Now I can tell you, I can literally go back in my life in times in my life and in business where people have called me sensitive and I have felt shame. And that stems from friends and family to colleagues and managers where they have used the term sensitive and it carry with it a negative connotation. And I'm sharing this with you because I know that you will have felt that at some point too. It's like my good friend, Wendy, the completion coach says, we tend to repeat what we ignore. So start to question where your own emotions are pushed aside. Start to notice the voice that you have that keeps them contained. I fully understand that this can absolutely be something that will bring up or could bring up a lot of resistance inside of you and you might want to battle with. I have. And I'm going to be honest with you, the reason that I have is because strategies that have worked for me previously in the past now no longer serve me. And realising this has been really hard because it means learning new ways of being. And learning new ways of being means letting go of past strategies that have worked for you but are no longer sustainable. So as an example, for me, you know, in my working, in my career, I've been through infertility. I've been, like, years of infertility. I've been through losing a loved one. I've been through the same shit that a lot of us have to deal with. But when we walk into that office, we put on that brave face and the strategies that have worked for us, they come with ramifications because ultimately it's a method of survival that no longer, it can't serve you sustainably. And it's a way of being that doesn't have your best interests at heart, but actually is more about how others are or could be perceiving you. And it's really, if we really want to get to the nub of it, it's about saving face. And in these times of realisation that you might be holding on to strategies that may have served previous versions of you, but might no longer be serving you, I really want you to consider that you're forever growing and evolving. It is totally safe for you to change. And you might worry that if you do change, those around you won't accept you or will be disappointed in the ways that you have changed, even subconsciously. And that's where communication is so important. Or you might worry, like me, that if you start to make time to feel that it will get in the way. It will get in the way of the progress that you want to make. It will get in the way of the success that you want to have. I also, I see this a lot with the with the one-to-one clients that I work with. They feel, and they're feeling their emotions, but they're feeling it as a means to an end. They sort of do it to get it out of the way but then they wonder why they're procrastinating or sabotaging. And often it's because they're doing the self-care stuff. They're doing the 
inner work as a means to an end, but it's not. If you agree with me that we're forever evolving and growing, then you'll also agree that the practices that allow you to explore who you are and how you feel, they should just be part of our week. They should just be ongoing strategies, not a tick box exercise. And if you, like me, have also come up against resistance in this episode of thinking, well, yeah, do you know what? That would be nice, but it would get in the way or other people might think X, Y, and Z about me. It's really important to communicate to other people in the moment too, because guess what? Other people have their own habitual behavioral patterns too. They also might have behavioral patterns like jumping in and trying to make you feel better or trying to give you a solution when perhaps that's not what you need. You don't need to feel superficially better. You just need to process, you know? So for me, the strategy that I held onto that no longer served me was to lead with my masculine. So I'm talking about energy here, right? Not male and female, like masculine and feminine energy. And I know that leading from my masculine has served me it has got me to certain points in business that have given me success but are no longer sustainable. And unfortunately, the thing, the ways that I was being were also praised. You know, that's the hard thing about it is when people see all of these things that I'm going to explain in a second as really good things, it's really inwardly conflicting because you can feel it's not sustainable but people are fascinated by you and cheering you on and it rubs your ego up something lovely. I was coming from an unbalanced masculine place, which is forceful, unhealthily independent, disconnected from my emotions, striving when it's time to rest, all of those kinds of things. I now see that for a significant amount of my life, they've helped me to win, in inverted commas. You know, they've made me look good. They've led me to success, again, in inverted commas. So it's inevitable that changing from that, my immediate go-to, it's not going to be easy, but for my own expansion and growth, and then therefore because of the job that I do, it links into this space that I'm able to hold for others to be able to expand and grow. It's absolutely vital. And maybe that's where you've been too. You know, maybe you've, you're now at a place where you recognise these strategies that you've been using, they're no longer sustainable. Maybe in listening to this episode, you're starting to see this is on you. It's not on anyone else to create the changes that are required in your life. This episode is asking you to do that because it's each our own responsibility to support our inevitable growth. And to be clear for any avoidance of doubt, I do not have my shit together. I never have. I have always been exceptional at pretending that I realise I am a better leader for not pretending none of us have our shit together. Absolutely none of us have our shit together. We are all learning as we go. We're all evolving. We're all messy. We're all trying our best and that is okay. It's okay because you've got nothing to prove. You're not here to impress. You're not here to get the promotion. You're not here to tick the box. You're not here to win the salary. You're here to live and evolve, to expand, to grow your soul. You're here to move in the direction of what feels right to you. And the more you push and the more you force and the more you resist or don't acknowledge this, the less comfortable you will feel and the more difficult things will be. I know that you'll cling to ways of working that no longer work and you'll wonder why the hell you feel so uncomfortable. This is why. Because you're not meant to stay the same. You're meant to evolve. 
And it's safe to do that. And on that note, your partner is meant to evolve. Your kids are meant to evolve. Your family are meant to evolve. Your colleagues are meant to evolve. It's just that the world that we live in, it's been normal to get to a point and pretend that we're fully formed. (laughs) Have you ever heard the phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Well, think about it. What happens to an old dog? They die. Stay young, stay evolving, stay growing, stay in a place where you ask the silly questions of others and of yourself because it's in your questioning things that you'll learn more about what works for you and what it all means. Honestly, I can name countless times in my career where colleagues have said in jest and sometimes as an attack, you've changed, Nick, you've changed. And I remember in that moment wanting to say, no, 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 I haven't, I'm still me. I'm still me, you can be comfortable with me. But the truth is that they were probably right. But that whole thing, that whole concept of, oh, you've changed, it carries with it some sort of flavour of badness when we say it, doesn't it? Like, oh, you've changed. The reason this is, is because usually the other person doesn't like the changes. They feel uncomfortable with it or threatened by it. They preferred who you were previously. And the flip side of that is, do you do that to other people? Are you uncomfortable with other people's change? I always say in relationships, you either grow together or you grow apart, but either way you are growing. And it's true, you are, you should be, they are, and they should be. There is absolutely no reason why if you're a gossiper, you can't recognize that and stop today. If you've carried the identity of I am anxious, there's no reason today why you can't shift that to I feel anxiety. You don't have to be it. Anything about you, anything about your identity, you can start to change from this episode. I see this on my own client calls. For example, a great example and a frequent example is they'll apologize for their tears. Why is that? Why is that? Who taught you that expressing yourself in that way was something to feel bad about or apologize for? When did you learn to become uncomfortable with your emotions? When did you learn to bottle it up? And is that serving you? I see this come out in so many ways, in particular, if I'm honest, with the whole belief around needing to be hard to succeed. This constant struggle and proving yourself. I'm going to read to you page 88 out of a book by Rebecca Campbell called Rise, Sister Rise. It says, mirrors. In order for other people to acknowledge us, first, we need to acknowledge ourselves. The people in our lives are merely mirrors reflecting back to us what we believe about the universe and ourselves. Mirrors reflecting back to us, our shadow and our light. If you're not feeling supported, maybe you're not supporting yourself. If people are not recognising the beauty in you, it's likely to be because you're not recognising the beauty in yourself. If people are not acknowledging your musical talents, perhaps you're not acknowledging them in yourself. If people are not giving you the time of day, it's because you're not giving it to yourself. Look in the mirror and really see yourself as if seeing yourself for the first time. Look deeply into your eyes and ask yourself, what am I not seeing in myself that longs to be seen? Right, so to wrap up this episode, I'm asking you here, the prompt in today's episode, I'm asking you to start feeling again and to share a few tools that I personally have been using this last week, more so than I've previously been using them, is I've started to use the Wim Hof breathing technique again. I've started journaling more and pulling oracle cards more and I've started to use books as part of my journaling process to use them as prompts to journal around 
I've started to use guided meditations and visualizations more. I've started using tapping and EFT more. I've started walking without my phone more. All of these things are accessible to you too. It's just up to you to use them. So listen, it's time for me to wrap up this episode because I'm personally honoring a call in me to work less. What I really want to know is, has this episode served you? And if so, how? let me know. I want to hear how this episode has challenged maybe parts of you that you are locking deep, deep down in yourself. And the other thing that I want to do before I finalise this episode and wrap it up is say thank you so, so much for the reviews and the shares. Come into this space and talking to you every single week. Sometimes I find it easier than others. And one of the things in the times when I find it difficult is that really spares me on is seeing what you're gaining from it seeing the reviews on iTunes thank you so much for them seeing you share it on your social media on LinkedIn on Instagram thank you so much for that and the DMs that you send me the messages the emails that you send me saying I applied this this is how it's working out in my life and in business it's such a privilege to be able to come onto this space and do that for you but it's also I want you to know deep deep from inside of me it's also such an honor when you message me back or when you write me a review or share it on iTunes or your social media it is so greatly appreciated when you do that and I want you to know as I wrap up this episode I am deeply grateful for you and I really appreciate you so thank you so much for being with me here today don't ever forget I am always cheering you on and hey I hope you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.